You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The time of the evening when we get into our medical files and alhamdulillah. Our guest this evening is Dr. Imran Akika, who is a general practitioner specializing in Chinese medicine. I know he's uh, someone that is very popular on this platform, liked by many, and I know his entire family listens to him and as the whole of Newcastle also a big fan of his, not forgetting his uh, mother, Sharifa. Let's welcome uh, Dr. Imran Kika with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, a beautiful evening, uh, doctor? Alaikum salam, brother Shafat. Assalamu alaikum to the listeners. I'm doing very well and I hope you are too. Uh, you know, when I hear your voice, I always uh, feel uh, buoyant. I'm, uh, you know, I'm connected with you. You know, no matter what you're doing, I know you've been having a busy time. Uh, the municipal elections are recently. How did it go with you, uh, doctor? Brother Shafat, you shouldn't get me started on politics. There's a lot to say. You know, I, I, <laughs> I, I commonly say that two people you don't give a platform or podium to. One are pastors, the other are politicians, you know, because we don't know when to keep quiet. Uh, so we can tell you a lot. Uh, there's been a lot of critical analysis of these by-elections that just passed. Um, and uh, perhaps we could have a show on it one of the days. Invite me and I'll come and tell you my opinions and views on the by-elections. Uh, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I'm booking you now. I'm booking you for Sunday from 7.30 to 8. How's that? We'll just get In you the there morning, brother, and we'll have Gee. Yes, it's a nice time to sleep that, but okay, inshallah, let's do that. I tell you, it's a popular show, and many of the early birds, those that are informed, those that are you know, critical, that look or you know, read in between the lines, they get up at that time. All the Very bright good. spark. So, inshallah, I'm booking you. So, we've got a date. Done deal, Brother Shafan. Okay, I love that. Hey, he speaks my language. It's a done deal. Looking into the questions, uh, mashallah, we have looked at the files and uh, many will be coming through this evening. And uh, looking at uh, Brother Asad, he says, Assalamu alaikum. Is there a natural remedy for incontinence, uh, doctor? Brother Shafat, we've spoken about incontinence uh, on another show of ours. And, you know, there are many causes. We must mention them again. Uh, very quickly, it could be weak bladder muscles. It could be an overactive bladder. Um, the pelvic floor muscles could be weak. Uh, they could be damaged to the nerves that control the bladder. This could be from diseases like multiple sclerosis, diabetes, Parkinson's disease. In men, they could be uh, blockage because of an enlarged prostate. Um, you can get uh, incontinence from uh, not being able to move quickly enough and getting to the bathroom. There may be something called urge incontinence. There may be a prolapse of the pelvic organs or the bladder, the rectum. So there's a number of uh, causes. So if we identify the cause, we can effectively treat it. A lot of people ask, are they herbal remedies? Yes, they are, but we need to know what the causes are. And probably if we treat the causes, for example, an enlarged prostate, uh, if you reduce the size of the prostate, maybe it will disappear. Sometimes it's an infection that's causing the incontinence. Treat the infection, it will go away. Um, as far as the weak muscles go, you know, there are many causes for that, like multiple pregnancies, for example. So if we find what those are, there's 
surgery that can assist, but in terms of natural remedies, acupuncture for certain of these conditions or certain of these causes does very, very well. And also we use, um, you know, in Chinese medicine, when, you know, there's a weakness of muscles or the pelvic floor, we say that the body is unable to, or the chi is unable to pull it up. We described the chi in a previous program uh, or hold it up, or there's something called yin and yang, yang, which is warm, hot, and it's something that um, it could be the kidney yang, the kidneys themselves that are deficient in terms of Chinese medicine. So we give tonics for those, and it can solve many of these problems. There are some studies that have been done for China, you know, based on acupuncture points uh, in Korea and other countries and have been reported widely in the Chinese medicine literature as well. Um, but it's, it all depends on what the patient presents with. So we need to see the patient, examine the patient, find the cause, treat the cause, and inshallah, it will relieve the problem depending on the cause, inshallah. Inshallah, Sister Sakina says, uh, Assalamu alaikum. I have confidence on uh, medical files on Marcus Sahaba. Allah bless the whole team, including our beloved Mufti A.K. Hussein. Alhamdulillah. And she goes on to say, My brother has WhatsApp me a cure for gallstones, Epsom salt, and apple cider one, whereby the stones are liquidized. Sad to say, I am skeptical. How do you re- uh, react to Sakina, doctor? Well, gallstones, you know, uh, they are there and they're causing a cholecystitis. Brother Shafat, maybe there's some surgeon still left in me somewhere. Um, and I, 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 I always use mum's example. Mum also had gallstones that caused all kinds of problems and complications with the gallbladder, recurrent. Uh, infections and inflammation and the longer it stays there and continues to cause that problem the more complicated it will get Uh, it's good to go and get it out so I know that people you know are calling in especially listening to a doctor of Chinese medicine and you know I'm telling you to go and take it out yes uh, if the need is there and arises, go and take it out. There are lots of these remedies. Some of them are actually a little bit of hocus-pocus. So, you know, you concentrate the bile acids and they'll come out as stones. Some of them do work, but they don't always flush the bladder out, and it's always anecdotal. So we need to approach it from a professional point of view, and, you know, I'm sure there are other people who are practicing uh, natural remedies and things like that who may be listening and maybe saying that, you know, this guy is a lunatic for saying that it doesn't work, and, you know, we've given it to this person and that person. There's remedies with olive oil and lemon juice and apple cider vinegar and all kinds of remedies. Uh, some of them, depending on the stones, if they are small stones or just sludge in the gallbladder, it might work. Um, so there is that anecdotal evidence. But the reality is that if it's causing problems and complications, go see your doctor, you know, until the inflammation and infection settles down. Let the surgeon attend to it. Go and take it out. In the early stages, it may be a simple procedure, you know, laparoscopic. They put some cameras in and, you know, through little ports, small little incisions, they take it out. And, uh, you know, if you leave it and it gets stuck inside there and complicates, then it involves a little bit of a bigger surgery. So rather go and take it out of the shofat. Um, but, and, you know, some stones are, are, are big and you try and flush these things and cause spasms of the gallbladder. You know, you can cause obstruction of the... 
bile ducts uh, or the cystic duct, the little pipe that connects the gallbladder, you know, going downwards. You can cause obstruction there, and or that can cause even bigger problems and complications, you know, in that attempt to flush these things out. I was speaking to a colleague the other day, also uh, a doctor of Unani Medicine, and we were discussing something similar, and I said to her, you know what, you're wasting your time. No, but I flushed them out and I went and repeated the ultrasound and there are so many fewer there now. There's very little left. I said, yes, but it's still there. And the, and the cholecystitis or the inflammation of the gallbladder is, is going to repeat itself and it's going to cause problems. So do the right thing. If the, take an opinion from the surgeon and if the surgeon says take it out, then by all means take it out. So um, I, in my own practice, um, you know, if I see these things, I don't attempt to flush them and all of that. Rubbish. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will correct me. I don't know, but that's my view, um, and I'm expressing it. Jazakallah khair for that. And as you said, uh, you had uh, that experience with mum, and uh, you made an informed decision. Uh, there is, uh, okay, uh, looking at this question from Anonymous, uh, she says, uh, Salaamu Alaikum, Jazakallah khair for a very informative program. There's a product on the market known as uh, Yoni Streaming. Uh, steaming says it's a natural and cost 250 rands. What is our respected doctor's views, uh, uh, doc? Brother Shafat, this is a family program, and I don't even want to go into the greater discussion of a question like that. Um, if it were, if it was a more personal time, you know, more like as Mufti A.K. Saab, Dawood Barakatum has a time for these kinds of discussions, I would have gone into greater detail about this thing. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Um, perhaps it, it descends from Ayurveda, and in Chinese medicine, there is a place for such douches, uh, but under very specific and particular conditions. But it is not something that I would recommend on an ongoing and general basis. It depends if there are certain types of infections in women, um, you know, in, in those particular areas. And, you know, we do have remedies. We do prescribe those doses in certain instances. And uh, we use it. So there is a place for it. But that Yoni steaming, um, you know, is not, you know, there's, there's somebody recently I saw, um, uh, my family showed me an advert by somebody, and it was rather disgusting, the entire thing. Um, so it's something that I don't want to discuss here, but it's also something that I wouldn't encourage unless there is a specific indication for a certain type of crucial remedy to be introduced that way. Jazakallah khair for that, Doctor, and uh, we really, uh, uh, you know, appreciate your discretion because, you know, the questions come in and you know exactly, but it was a very, very satisfactory answer. Allah bless you for that. Um, and this uh, question here says, uh, it's from uh, Merun. Uh, Merun says, uh, Masi is a big fan of turmeric. Uh, she uses it orally and uh, topically. In fact, she looks jaundiced. Please advise, uh, Doctor. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to probably look at look at that with a jaundiced eye, uh, Brother Shafat, as well. Uh, excess of anything is not good. Uh, turmeric, we know, has many benefits from anti-inflammatory benefits to uh, perhaps uh, to tint the skin and dye the skin to uh, anti-inflammatory and even anticoagulant properties. So it, it's even used extracts from turmeric are used. Uh, there's something called curcumin. Uh, that is used in the treatment of certain types of cancers and certain types of conditions. So 
Turmeric can extract uh, excellent, but let us prescribe it for patients. Patients mustn't use it in excess. And if people are taking turmeric all the time, um, you know, we would advise also, if you're taking it in any dose or form, if you're going for any surgery or anything like that, because it's an anticoagulant, uh, then we would advise that you stop it and stick to your doctor's treatment. Also, if you're taking any anticoagulants, then, you know, be careful about the use of turmeric. Uh, turmeric is in itself not something that is well absorbed through the gut. Even curcumin, which is its uh, derivative, is not something that is uh, properly absorbed from the gut. There are ways to enhance those things. So sometimes it's not just good to keep taking too much of anything. Um, we would advise using all of these things with great caution. Uh, but those are just one or two things that we can say about turmeric in itself. Yes, of course, it's a spice used in food and the manner in which we prepare it. Yes, it's beneficial for us. Yeah, doctor, I believe you use a lot of haldi in your dal. Is it, is it true? <laughs> I'm not a fan of dal, brother Shafa. Something that uh, <laughs> troubles the stomach, uh, my tummy in particular. I'm not a fan of it, brother Shafa. But uh, on Friday, if mom cooks it, then, you know, we we have to have it, you know. Okay, uh, Gora Manjra, if you're listening to that, hey. Oh, you yes, better, yes, yes. Hey, you, you know, Gora has to give you his dal, and then you'll say, hey, you know, Shafa. <laughs> Okay, uh, looking at Ismail's question, he says, Assalamu alaikum, I really enjoy uh, the medical files of Brother Shafa'at. Please uh, refer to the doctor. He goes on to say, I see every, please uh, pardon my language, Tyr, Dawood and Harun advertising green tea. How do we tell if it is a genuine stuff? Good question from Ismail. Jay, you can add Imran to that because I also give it to my patients sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, green tea is very healthy. Um, no sugar, no milk. Um, no honey. Well, you can add a little bit of honey, but no sugar. Um, there is some, there's a derivative of green tea. It's called EGCG. It's quite a tongue twister, the epigalactogastrican gallate. It's quite a tongue twister. It's, an, it's a substance that is found in green tea. It's also extracted. Uh, it's a major anti-inflammatory. It's found to have many benefits, including from cancers, different kinds of cancers, uh, to even treating prostate problems and joint problems and many things. It has many benefits. Green tea, you must remember, is, um, you know, depending uh, on, on its origin and source. We even grow in KwaZulu-Natal, where, where I come from. We have a tea farm, and you can get green tea from there. Uh, I source a very nice one from a particular company, and on my trips to China, I've brought myself some very nice ones. There's all kinds there. In fact, the tea market is massive. They, uh, if anybody's been to Durban and you've been to Gateway, you put the tea market alone in the city of Guangzhou puts uh, Gateway to shame in terms of its size. Um, and, and so, yes, green tea is healthy. Uh, it's good for you. Uh, and it depends, of course, uh, because it has caffeine in it, like uh, black tea. Of course, black tea is fermented tea. Uh, the same green tea that's fermented, oolong tea is a slight variant between them. So it depends. There's caffeine, so people that are sensitive to caffeine who have um, you know, heart rhythm disorders, high blood pressure, should be a little bit careful of it. Uh, but it's not harmful, it's beneficial for the body, used in moderation. Um, so yeah, um, I think that uh, there's no question about 
the tea being genuine or not. Tea is tea. Uh, it's just that it comes from different areas. We know Ceylon, for example. I, I visited uh, Sri Lanka and sampled the teas. And so tea comes from all over. India grows tea, different parts of Africa, you know, Far East. So it all depends where it comes from. And uh, I wouldn't discourage people from drinking any particular brand unless the tea is adulterated with something or, you know, it, it, it's known to cause a problem. So the major component in green tea, and we even extract it and use it in patients. Um, so, yeah, we, we have it and we use the extract as well. So, Doc, you know, you talk about tea, and I'm looking at the time. We have about 30 seconds before we go or for a break. And perhaps a question to ask you, you know, uh, would you like to mention a brand of uh, a Chinese tea that people should buy, something that you recommend? No, no, not, nothing in particular, Brother Shavad. Um, I wouldn't like to mention brands. I'm not in the business of growing businesses using your program. But, um, yeah, you know, any brand would do. Any one of them, there's plenty of them. Even if you go to any supermarket, yeah, you know, you find mm. the shop, the health shops have them. There are particular tea shops in the malls that keep them. And I guess it's all about your taste and preference. Uh, so anyone would do. Okay, people, I'm going to have a cup of green tea with the doctor now. <laughs> Time for us to go to the marketplace and do some shopping. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. The program is a medical file and in consultation with Dr. Imran Kika, a GP specializing in Chinese medicine. Tell you, really having a cool consultation with him and alhamdulillah resonating so positively. Questions coming through. Hafiza says, Assalamu alaikum. And uh, she says, uh, uh, I have been told that fruits of uh, today are loaded with pesticides. Is there a herbal supplement for fruits, uh, doctor? Professor Shavad, Allah Ta'ala has given us a prescription that we eat food that is halal and tayyiban. Tayyiban, halal, we understand tayyiban means that it must be good. Uh, there is no substitute for good food. And uh, there is no substitute for fruit or vegetables. We must eat them. We must just wash them and clean them properly. Yes, uh, you know, with the increased commercial, commercialization and consumption of all products of food and, you know, uh, the agricultural uh, processes involve the use of pesticides, so we need to wash it properly. Um, if I buy fruit, grapes, for example, or berries or cherries are now in season and very good, you, you take them, I always soak them in a little bit of water, I put a little bit of uh, white vinegar over it, soak them so that, you know, they get cleaned of anything that's on them, I give them a thorough rinse, and then you eat them with a shafat. So there is no need to go and substitute it with capsules and powders, although there are supplements available on the market where the same fruit and vegetables are taken, uh, they are desiccated or dehydrated, powdered, and put into uh, jars and sold to you as, uh, you know, substitutes. Why must you have the substitutes when, you know, eating the real thing is uh, both delicious and enjoyable and tasty uh, rather than putting, you know, some powder, you don't know where it came from half the time, 
and what quality of fruit it was. Uh, you know, buying fruit is it's quite. I find it quite pleasurable. You know, going there, choosing it, looking at it, bringing it home, and joy and benefits of eating these things. Uh, why? Why would you want to? Why would you want to substitute it? I don't know. Um, Yes, we do have nutritional deficiencies because of so many things. And uh, yes, we can take supplements uh, to supplement our diet. But to completely replace these, I don't think they should, that should ever be done. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, Doc, uh, you know what's happening. People get the program, you know, take this supplement, take this capsule, have your vitamin C. Now they're thinking, hey, hey uh, vitamin D, now vitamin C, oranges, maybe I must uh, ask doctor about that. Perhaps the psyche, you know, people are being uh, definitely programmed. Uh, doc, uh, your take? Yeah, look, I mean, we, there's a place for supplementation uh, for the vitamin C's and D's and, and all of these things. Uh, there's a place for all of these things. But if we follow a good diet and we eat well and we eat food that is suitable for us, you know, in Chinese medicine, we have a special branch. They have a name for it. It's called Shilao. You know, diet therapy. It, it exists in Unani medicine, in Ayurvedic medicine, in the Eastern systems of medicine, you know, but you go to Hakim, he will tell you, you know, you must eat this and you must eat that. You go, you come to me as in Chinese medicine. We'll also tell you, look, these foods are good for you and these foods are bad for you. Eat this, it will do that for you. Uh, don't eat this. You know, in, in Gujarati we say, Pareji you know, you don't eat this and you don't eat that. So these are the things that are beneficial for the body. Uh, if everything is eaten and done in moderation. So too much of meat or too much of this or too much of that, you know, can can be harmful. So it all depends. Certain disease conditions require certain dietary regimens. So there's a place for all of that. And that is why we have this branch in Chinese medicine, which we call Shilao. And, you know, uh, we, we prescribe diets for patients. I think there are very few patients that see me that don't get a prescription of food to eat and so on. Alhamdulillah, looking at uh, Chacha's question, he says, I turned uh, 70 years old in November. My knuckles are feeling stiff and rather sore, rubbing mustard oil. Any suggestions? Uh, how would you help Chacha, Doc? Well, first, we may go out for Chacha and let Allah keep him well. And uh, um, we ask him to make work for us. Um, will accept his work easily. Um, um, and you know, whenever we are in any pain or difficulty, Allah washes away our sins. And also, you know, it is indirectly a rahmat for us. So we ask Chacha to make dua. Uh, mustard oil is very hot in nature, very hot and dry. Uh, if there's heat in the joints and you're applying mustard oil, I'm not too convinced that that might help you. Um, so we also need to understand why those joints may be stiff and swollen. Could be arthritis developing in the hands. At 70 years old, it's not an uncommon thing. But any stiffness in the joints need to be needs to be looked at, and uh, you know it depends uh, if your knees are stiff, toes are stiff, you know whichever joint are stiff. Uh, it could be anything. It could be autoimmune disease, uh, which arthritis is one of, um, but it can have various causes. So go and have it looked at. See what might be the problem. Uh, we we use external remedies uh, depending if there's cold in the joints then the mustard oil might not be a bad thing. But we do have other things that we use in lintment form. Um, if it's cold in the joints, then yes, like I said, that if there's heat in the joints, uh, you know, inflammation is generally hot. 
But then we need to look at the body as a whole. And in Chinese medicine, that's exactly what we do. We also sometimes say there is wind in the joints. So the joints might be stiff, but, you know, not all the joints might be stiff. So we might find that one day it's stiff, the other day a couple more joints on the other end are stiff. Some days we might find that the knee might be sore. You know, it might be moving around, like how wind moves around. So we need to look at the patient as a whole and then recommend something. Um, so Chacha needs to go and have it checked up, see what it is. Uh, sometimes it's a side effect of medication also. So we need to go and have all of that looked at and then decide on what is an appropriate treatment. Um, then the different kinds of pain, is it a dull pain, is it a sharp pain? Uh, you know, jo- a single joint pain could even be an infected joint. So we, we need to look at all these causes and then say, okay, we'll recommend this. Uh, Brother Shafat, you know that I don't like recommending too many remedies. Uh, mm. On the on you know on a program like this, because then people will say for all joint pains, Doctor Kika said you must use something like Devil's Claw, for example. Although that is something that is used for uh, it's an interesting name for a herb, Devil's Claw, but it is a herb that is used for joint pain. Now everybody will say Doctor Kika said use Devil's Claw, mm. and you know the shelves will get empty uh, of Devil's Claw. So we 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 need to be careful uh, what we might apply and use. So. Um, yeah, we, we need to look at the patient and then decide. But those may be the cause. Tazakala, for that uh, embarrassed, uh, says, uh, had an embarrassing moment at the local mall uh, the other day. I thought it was flatulence. Instead, it was a runny tummy. Okay. Yeah, this is quite an embarrassing moment uh, for embarrassed uh, yeah, doctors. Yeah. GG. Well, look, uh, it happens. Uh, nothing to be embarrassed about happens. And if we have to see something like that, it is not a laughing matter. Uh, you know, of course, the person could have had anything. Uh, it could have been something they ate that upset their tummy. Um, and yeah, it happens. It, it's, uh, it's there and it can confuse the, you know, you can confuse yourself sometimes what might be coming out. So hard to answer that question, Brother Shavad. Uh, except to say that uh, um, I hope it was well taken care of. Yeah, you know, it's a personal thing, but uh, Alhamdulillah, the doctor said it happens and it's only natural. And uh, looking at uh, this question from uh, Abdul but Qadir, Brother Shafat, if it's always happening, then we want to have a look at it. You know, if it happened once off, then, uh, you know, it's one of those things. But if it's happening all the time, certainly it's a problem and we need to have a look at it. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. And looking at Abdul Qadir's question, he says, I am an egg addict and I generally consume half a dozen a day. Uh, please oh, note they are organic from my coop. No side effects thus far. Uh, doctor's comments? Gee, I don't know how old the brother is. You, you'll know that uh, initially there were warnings against using or eating a lot of eggs because of the very high cholesterol content. However, the American Heart Association that made this ruling many years ago changed their minds to say that, look, although eggs are very high in cholesterol, they're also very healthy for the body. So I don't know, half a dozen eggs, quite a lot of eggs. I wonder what else the brother is eating. Uh, I always say too much of uh, a good thing might, might not be a good thing. So I would, I would wonder why the brother is eating so many eggs. Uh, eggs are very nutrient-dense foods. They're very good for you. I hope he's not eating them raw. You know, raw eggs can have 
um, can cause a lot of problems, can cause food poisoning. So I hope he's frying them and eating them or boiling them or poaching them or whatever form he's having them in. They're very good. They have things like lutein and zeantin, which are good for the eyes. They have a lot of other nutrients that are very beneficial for the body. And I think if he's eating five eggs a day, he's getting a lot of, uh, you know, the nutrients. Uh, it's got a little bit of vitamin D, it's got lots of calcium, it's got a little bit of iron, um, you know, it's very rich in a substance called biotin, um, it's, it's high in protein, uh, so if you have in people that have uh, issues with low protein levels, which can cause all kinds of problems, uh, you know, then eggs are not a bad thing. Uh, eggs are good for men in certain ways. Um, I'm not going to go into the details, but yes, they can have certain benefits. Um, they, and, and of course, again, eating chicken eggs, there's all kinds of eggs uh, with different properties. And so, yeah, uh, that's in general about eggs. But I hope you're eating other good food with it as well. Jazakallah for that uh, doc. Uh, looking at uh, Brother Arif's uh, contribution, he says, Assalamu alaikum. I, stuck, uh, I stocked up on oranges to fight the common cold. Others say take a jab. And uh, most say check up uh, for coronavirus. Uh, confusing times you live in. Absolutely. Your comments, uh, doc? Well, I don't think eating, well, the orange season is now over anyway. Um, and there are lots of other things with lots of vitamin C, uh, beet foods and lemons and lots of other things, grapefruits and other other things that are available, guavas, all, all good for vitamin C. Uh, I can give you a quick natural remedy for the nasal congestion and, uh, you know, sinus type of problems that are around at the moment, including the hay fever congestion. Treat the hay fever in, in other ways, but if you want to reduce that phlegm that's in the nasal cavities and everything. Uh, and if you can get hold of guavas, a very nice home remedy uh, with a very um, with a food that is very rich in vitamin C or guavas. Cut them in half, put a little bit of black pepper on each of the cut edges, put it back together, uh, put it in a little bit of foil, bake them in the oven till soft. Have one in the morning, one in the evening when they slightly cool down, and that will cause all that phlegm to uh, come pouring out, inshallah, very good for you. Um, yes, we haven't escaped from COVID and coronavirus completely. Uh, there is the great talk of the second surge. Uh, there are areas that are hotspots, and we continue to advise people to please take the precautions. People are behaving as if it's not there. I was in the provincial parliament yesterday, and today I got informed that there were two colleagues of mine who were present there yesterday, uh, that um, you know uh, were corona or COVID positive, so of course uh, you know that that has its own issues and complications uh, for the staff, for the building, for the colleagues that were there, um, and so yeah, we still need to continue to take the precaution because we must. So wear the mask, wash the hands, um, use the hand sanitizer, and uh, keep the physical distance as far as possible. And so we continue to advise that. And, um, you know, if you think that it's going to go away and not going to cause problems, well, then people who've had the experience will tell you very differently. But yes, it is far less now, but that we're not out of the woods yet. So uh, oranges on their own, I don't think they're going to be your solution. Uh, taking vitamin C as prescribed by your healthcare practitioner in the correct doses, 
not a bad thing. Too much of vitamin C can orally can cause uh, you know severe and terrible diarrhea and stomach cramps. So be careful. Let your health practitioner tell you how much to take, how to take it, which form to take, what works. So uh, yeah, so so take that. You know, taking zinc as prescribed and other things, uh, thiamine, which is a another supplement that doctors are prescribing but let them prescribe it you don't just go and uh, pick up something from the shelf let your pharmacist tell you what's good for you let them tell you how to use it do that don't self-medicate and especially if you have coronavirus and you are tested COVID positive don't self-medicate let the doctor treat you it's quite complex has many complications and many sequelae so even after the infection is cleared and gone there's lots of complications, and we are now seeing them. So whilst we treated the patients in the acute phases, very successfully with herbs, I must say, um, alhamdulillah, but now we are seeing all sorts of complications in the practice arising out of there. So be careful when it comes to it. Jazakallah. Looking at uh, Habib's contribution this evening, he says, is it true uh, marrying close relatives has a general uh, repercussions of our abnormal babies and mental issues? I hear this quite often, uh, doctor, but your comments? We must ask the ulama this question, Dr. Shafat. You know, in uh, I, there is an ayat, I think it's in Surah Nisa, Allah Ta'ala tells us, حُرِّمَتْ عَلَيْكُمْ أُمَّهَاتُكُمْ وَبَنَاتُكُمْ وَأَخَوَاتُكُمْ وَعَمَّاتُكُمْ So Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala tells us who we can marry, who we can't marry. So He tells us, you know, uh, you can't marry your mothers, your daughters, your sisters, your father's sisters, your mother's sisters, brothers, daughters, your mm. sisters, daughters, and so on. Allah Ta'ala gives us a whole prescription. And then we need to look at the life of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and uh, what was his practice. And we also need to look at the practice and lives of the Sahaba Allah. So from there we get the answer. Uh, the idea of marriage um, is of course, and there's nothing wrong as far as I am concerned with marrying close relatives. Uh, and also there is no prohibition in the Sharia for it or anywhere else for that matter. But it is also advisable to marry outside so that we increase family ties and the purpose of marriage is what? So that is also encouraged for both ways. But let the muftis answer this. Yes, there is a view that, you know, if you concentrate the genetic pool, uh, then, you know, congenital disorders, the risk of congenital disorders, especially those that are hereditary in families, you know, maybe concentrated. Yes, there is an argument. But we also, mu'minin, and whilst we must take precautions for everything, we also come back down to saying uh, that, you know, qadri khayrihi wa sharrihi min Allah ta'ala, that, you know, qadr, the good and bad of it is from Allah ta'ala. Of course, we must take every precaution, but that is our aqidah. So we must rather consult the ulama with this and look at the views. We have our muftis coming on the radio station. Often we have other respected ulama. Let us take their opinions instead of uh, relying on stories and practice upon the way of Allah ta'ala, you know, what Allah ta'ala has told us in the way Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa has shown us. Well answered there. And yes, Habib, you could uh, perhaps uh, forward that question uh, to uh, Dr. A.K. Hussein. Looking at uh, this question from uh, Kassim, Kassim says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, adult stimulus in forms of capsules, creams, etc., has infiltrated and captured our minds. Is it true this is also a heart attack time bomb? How do you react to that, Doc? Look, uh, many of these. 
so-called uh, boosters are laced with pharmaceuticals. Uh, there is no herb that, uh, again, with lots of discretion answering this question, uh, there are no herbs that have those direct effects. Uh, so the, many of them are laced to, with pharmaceuticals. And uh, yes, those pharmaceuticals can have all kinds of dangerous interactions with the herbs and also with medication. So people need to be very careful. So if this kind of a problem where there is a need for this medicine, both in men and in women, come and see us. We have proper remedies for it. They have many causes for this problem, everything from emotional stress to physical problems. We need to find out what the problem is, and we need to treat it. So for the men, I'll give you a home remedy, Brother Shafat. I just hope that all the avocados don't get finished in the supermarket. But a very good remedy, instead of taking all these funny things, is eat some uh, avocados with some cashew nuts. A very good remedy. Uh, very good for the body. One is warm. The other one is a little bit cold. But that combination is an excellent one. And both are very healthy for the body. Well, you can have it like an ice cream. Cashew nuts, grated yes. with avo. Okay, yeah, the doctor. Put some pizzas in it also. If you're not diabetic, put some honey on it also. Make it tasty, eat it. Very good for you. Don't go and take all those things. If you have those problems, come and see us. Go and see your healthcare practitioner. Let us help you. There's a lot of things that can be done for men and women. Uh, so don't go and uh, you know, don't go and take all these things. Let us prescribe it. I tell you, doctor, you're a very wholesome guy. Very wholesome indeed. You know what? Someone that he can yet, you know, we've been groomed brilliantly. Jazakallah for that. Looking at this question, uh, which has come from uh, Yusuf, or Yusuf says, Assalamu alaikum. Rashes appearing all over my neck and ears. It's irritating. I have no medical aid. Uh, please advise. How would you advise uh, Yusuf, uh, Doc? Brother Yusuf, very difficult to you treat rashes like this on the phone. We don't know what it looks like, don't know what it feels like. We have no history. And rashes can, you know, if they suddenly appear, they could be because of allergies. There's all kinds of reasons why anybody can have a rash. You don't have a medical aid, no problem. You may have to wait in a queue for a little bit of time. Go to your local clinic. Let's start there through the healthcare system. We have dermatologists in the hospital. And also uh, we have uh, very good homeopathic remedies, herbal remedies. Go and see your practitioner. Pharmacists are able to help you to a great extent um, with things that are available there. If you inclined completely to natural medicine, you can ask them. A lot of them have things on their shelves that they know work very well. So I don't know what is causing the brother's rush. So... Yeah, you know, if the medical aid is the problem, the clinic might be a good starting point. To point. And also, Brother Shafat, many of us who, who do take medical aid, we, we also see the majority of our patients as cash patients, and our fees for general consultations and treatments are not that expensive, depending on the condition. So, you know, there are things that are available on the market. But again, I come back to the point, tell Brother, Brother Yusuf mustn't self-medicate. Sometimes maybe it is some sort of self-medication that caused it. So be careful. Go and have it looked at. Find out what the rash is, and then inshallah it will be treated properly. Inshallah, looking at uh, Vahed's question, he says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Brother Shafaat and uh, Dr. Kika. I heard you both uh, discuss uh, Chinese fruits on a previous show. However, I notice it does not agree with my teeth, uh, bringing about speedy decay. 
I must say I brush regularly. Perhaps a high concentration of sulfur dioxide. How do you react uh, to our brother Vahed, uh, Doc? It's, it's true. Maybe the sulfur dioxide can be a terrible irritant, especially to the airways. Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of saccharin and artificial sweeteners on those things. So, as I previously said, don't eat too many of those things. Occasionally, as a as a mild treat, you can have some of them. But generally, and, and, and I explained that, you know, fermented foods and preserved foods have a special place uh, in diet, and, and, and you can have some of them from time to time. But uh, not not something that uh, you should eat to such a point that it decays your teeth and creates sensitivity. And perhaps that particular brand or that particular product uh, you need to stay away from and try some other things. Um, you know, sometimes, yeah, like I say, there's lots of preserved... I mean, you know, if coming back to preserved foods, we, uh, I would find it odd that somebody doesn't have achar in the house. It's a preserved food, Brother Shafat. So it all depends on what the preserved food is. Now, mangoes are in season. Now, make your own, um, you know, delicious recipes, healthy recipes. Eat that. You don't have to eat the Chinese ones or the ones that are imported from there. Some of these places that make these things, if you go and see for yourself, you get the shock of your life, you'll never touch it again. So be careful of, of what you're eating. And like I say, preserved foods do have a place. And, uh, yeah, some of them can be good for you. We always look after the gut microbiome. Um, and we want to ensure that the gut is healthy because the Hakims and even I come from the Chinese medicine school of the stomach. We say that disease starts there. And so we need to look after the gut. I, I, I even go to the extent of saying that we think with our gut. Um, so, you know, there is the sunnah of tahnik also. So, you know, uh, that has its place again about the microbiome and, and that's where these preserved foods come into play. So it's a very important part of diet and dietotherapy that we use, but there's a place for it and it should be done properly. So preserved foods, be careful about what you're eating, where you get meat from and what it contains. And uh, Dawood says, uh, "Assalamu alaikum." I constantly have this bloated feeling, although I'm a frugal eater. Your comments, sir? No? So again, maybe the frugal eater, but not eating the right things. So we need to mm. sit down with the brother and and probably give him some advice. Uh, you know, it could be a number of things that created that's creating that bloated, irritable feeling in the bowel. I I've mentioned this before, and I said. And I always say that I may take some flack from other healthcare practitioners, but I always say stay away from wheat and corn, and, you know, many of those problems disappear. Sometimes uh, there may be an overgrowth of uh, those uh, good things that are in the gut. Sometimes there may be an imbalance of those things in the gut, so we need to cleanse it out a little bit. Um, and if we, and of course, there are ways of doing that and medicines to do that and also to replace them. So um, the brother will need to see us. We use whoever, and I'm not saying me, I'm saying any any healthcare practitioner in, in our line of work and inshallah. Uh, but one thing that you can do um, if you eliminate the things in the diet that you know that will cause it, you mentioned dal earlier, brother Shahad, uh, beans, cabbage, all the gas forming foods. Uh, you know, through a process of elimination. And then also something called asafoetida or ying. I know I don't like prescribing remedies, but this is a food remedy. You can you can add it to, to a little bit of cooking. So 
when you're raising the onions, you you add a little bit of this in there. You don't buy the one that's mixed with wheat. That's commonly available in the spice shops. Rather buy the lumps of the asafoetida from the spice shops. Crush it and you know, tip of a knife, a little bit of it, uh, into, I know they use it to make achar and cook certain dishes. Um, you know, so, so put a little bit of it in there. Uh, it reduces uh, the wind and, and, you know, the bloated feeling. Um, so be careful about the food that you are eating. So that is general advice. Lovely advice coming through this evening, uh, Doc. Uh, I noticed we have one and a half a minute to go before the Azan. Uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. Uh, I'm Brother Shafat. I always sound like a broken record, and I always give the same advice, but it is always the same advice I believe that needs to be given. So I always say, uh, don't visit the doctor only when sick. He will visit the doctor only when sick. He's like he who digs a well only when thirsty. Then it's too late. The other thing is, Brother Shavad, the best medicine and cheapest medicine is dua. You know, uh, so we must make dua for each other. We must take Allah Ta'ala's, you know, shafi. Uh, So if we are sick, you know, uh, we must make dua. Allah man the Shafi, take Allah Ta'ala's name, make dua, and you know, uh, make, they are masnoon duas for reading when we visit the sick. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Rabbul Arash al-Azim, Read that. I know my Sheikh Ahmad Barakatum used to tell us, read it seven times, blow it on the person. You know, so so do these things. Um, read the Surah Fatiha seven times, blow it into the area, make dua, and uh, take your medication. Uh, people get sick because they don't visit the doctor in the first place. And then also sometimes we hear of cases, oh, somebody was constipated for a long time and then suddenly they discover they have colon cancer. But they didn't go and get it checked up. So if there's something unusual in your body, don't sit and wait. Uh, and also don't sit and wait to get sick to go and prevent illness. Prevention is better than cure. These are all the teachings of our sunnah. Um, Nabi Sallallahu taught us many things. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu anha noted down many of the remedies that Nabi Karim Sallallahu prescribed for people. Those are all beneficial. There's a whole science behind all of these things. And these are the things that we use in every day. But don't self-medicate. I repeat, don't self-medicate. You will harm yourself more than good. And also see, always make sure that we see the people that are trained in these things, not just anybody. And there is a law in South Africa that governs our professions. Make sure that you visit those professionals that are governed by the professional bodies in our in, in, in our country. They are there to protect you and uh, make sure that you stay well. So these are the general advices of the Shafat. Dr. Imran Kika, always a pleasure having you on the platforms of Barkis uh, uh, Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a. You go well, Doc. Talk to you soon. And you have a mashallah Afat, evening. Assalamu alaikum. Afat 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 on Sunday morning. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, a doctor will be with us on a Sunday morning from 7.30 to 8, inshallah. Yes, a time for us to go for the Isha Azan. And inshallah, we will continue after that with the pertinence of punctuated.